What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Guest Friday and Not Your Average Boston Sports Podcast. I am your host, Garrett Hayden. As always, you can listen to the program on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And you can follow our social pages on Facebook and on Twitter slash X slash whatever you want to call it. Um, great to be back with you folks this week. As you may have uh, seen in the update or in the update earlier this week, uh, we're doing a uh, mailbag this week, a uh, Patriots-specific mailbag as the football season uh, gets started for uh, the New England Patriots this weekend, Sunday 425 start against the defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. So got questions from uh, some listeners to uh, answer for you folks. Uh, specific Patriot questions. I know in the past we've done, um, you know, other mailbags where it's been all the sports, you know, I think actually I may have done a preseason mailbag last year, uh, but figured to do one here and we got some great questions this week, folks. So I'm looking forward to it. So uh, without further ado, I think we're just going to dive right into it. Um, Was trying to figure out uh, where I wanted to start, because I got a lot of um, interesting questions. So um, I think logically, at least for me, um, I think I want to start with the changes to the offensive coordinator and answer the questions that uh, relate to that. So we'll bounce around a little bit. So um, I got two questions about this topic in particular. So the first one Uh, comes from Ryan McNeil, um, and he asks, now that the team has an actual offensive coordinator, will the offense look like they know how to play football? Well, (laughs) Ryan, that certainly is, uh, that certainly is one, one way to ask that. But, uh, I think that, yes, I think that, um, Bill O'Brien's a guy that has run offenses for years, you know, at the, at different levels with the Patriots you know, with Houston, you know, has been in the college game most recently with Alabama. You know, he and Mac Jones have familiarity with each other and with the, you know, Alabama system, even if they didn't interact, you know, coaching and playing wise at Alabama. But I think that it's going to look a lot more, a lot less predictable. You know, I think that you could kind of, at points last year, kind of tell what the Patriots were going to try to do. Um, and I think even got to points where opposing defenses could figure out, you know, what they were trying to do. So I think the biggest thing is, yes, they will obviously look like they know how to play football, but I think to be more specific, there's going to be a lot more pre-snap motion and, you know, an unpredictability and kind of not letting the defense settle in and be like, oh, okay, if they, you know, do something here, they're running this play. You know, I think that that's the biggest thing with O'Brien, I think, is trying to mix things up, trying to throw different looks at opposing defenses so they can't zero in on, you know, specific uh, specific plays. Um, I think the other part, you know, to kind of expand on, on, on your question, Ryan, I think you're going to see less pre-snap penalties. Now, sure, are you going to see occasional false starts? 
definitely. But I think you're going to see an offense that is going to be more organized. There's going to be better communication, you know, along the offensive line from the coaching staff to the offensive, you know, line and skill position players. So I think, yes, to answer your question, yes, Ryan, I think the offense will look like an NFL offense and will look, you know, much closer to the, I mean, obviously it's not the same offense as they ran two years ago, but I think it's going to look a lot more like an NFL offense, like, or I guess not, or it's going to look more like an NFL offense than when it than what it was last year. So I think, oh, Ryan also had another question. So I'll actually knock out this question as well. Uh, Ryan's other question was, what do you think the Patriots divisional record will be? So this is something that I've thought about a lot. Um, and I think I'm going kind of back and forth on this. I think three and three is logical. Um, I think four and two is even possible as well. Um, you know, I think here, here are the different ways I could see it going. The Patriots go three and three, you know, split the series with all three of their division opponents that the Patriots win one game against the Bills, the Jets and the Dolphins. I don't think it's that crazy because I think, you know, the Bills, I don't think are nearly as good as they were last year. Um, and I think that there's kind of, there's this huge pressure on them to come through because I think if, you know, they have another playoff disappointment, I think that there could be big changes there. Um, so I think there's a lot of pressure on them. There's a lot of pressure on the Jets, you know, to do well with Aaron Rodgers and some of the, you know, new blood that they've brought in. There's a lot of pressure on the Dolphins to you know, be as good offensively as they were last year before Tua went down, you know, is there pressure on the Patriots locally? Absolutely. Nationally? I don't think so. So I think the Patriots might be flying under the radar here. And so I think the Patriots could be able to win three games each against the division opponents. I can also see them winning two games against the Jets or the Dolphins. You know, maybe say beating the Dolphins twice, beating the Jets once, not beating the Bills. You know, I could see that happening. I could see them beating the Jets twice. You know, could also see them being 4-2. I could see them winning both games against the Dolphins, splitting the Jets and the Bills. That, I think, is what I think. I think they go 4-2. and two. Um, I think that the Dolphins are not nearly as good offensively as they were last year. Defensively, they take a step back. I think the Patriots beat them twice because, you know, you're getting them at home week two, but then when you play them in the middle of the season, you know, that's not the dreaded, you know, end of the season in Miami where you really struggle to win games. I think the Patriots can win that game too. And then you split against the Jets, which I don't think is crazy, and I think... Okay, maybe it's crazy to say you split against the Bills, but I don't think the gap between the Patriots and Bills is that far. Like, I think the Patriots, as poorly as they played as a team last year, and especially offensively, they kind of didn't play that that poorly against the Bills. 
especially in that last game of the regular season. So, you know, it's entirely possible that they don't beat the Bills, but I think that could be possible that they beat them. So I think a four and two is what I would like to say. Three and three, I think, is 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 likely. So I think that will answer Ryan's questions, hopefully, in a satisfactory manner. So uh, continuing with the Bill O'Brien theme, I've got another question from Alex Campbell. Um, his question was, what will Bill O'Brien bring to the offense to get the most out of their limited pieces that they have this year? So, you know, again, Alex, it's kind of similar to um, answering Ryan's question in terms of, you know, bringing experience, bringing a guy that's run different offenses that has seen, you know, multiple or has run multiple NFL team offenses, college offenses. So I think specifically what they're, what he is going to bring is a lot more play action and RPO type of things. So play action, obviously faking to the running back and then throwing, throwing a pass, run pass option, you know, kind of giving the quarterback and running back a, a choice about whether they're going to run or pass. I think you're going to see a lot more of the, the, the Patriots doing that a lot more. Um, and I think O'Brien is going to put the Patriots skill position players in the best position to succeed. So, you know, feeding the ball to Juju, letting him make plays after the catch. You know, I think trying to play to your players' strengths. You know, I think giving Mac Jones the time to throw, you know, setting him up with quick, quick release passes, you know, cutting down on the, the slow developing plays, you know, specifically in the passing game that require you to be in the pocket for three, four, five seconds. You know, try to emphasize the quick decisions. Um, so I think that that's what Bill O'Brien's going to try to do. I think is going to try to get the ball in the hands of your playmakers. Um, you know, have the different options that you're going to have. I do think that this offense, you know, based on the things that Bill O'Brien likes to do, I think they're better suited with the talent that they have this year as opposed to last year. You know, that's why I think they went out and got Mike Kosicki. That's why they went out and got Juju. I think that that's why they went out and got Ezekiel Elliott. I think for different reasons. You know, Kosicki's great in the red zone. Juju's great after the catch. And I think Ezekiel Elliott's a great, you know, complimentary pack to not have Ramondre Stevenson have to, you know, be the guy that's carrying and receiving and doing a lot of that, doing a lot of that heavy lifting like he did last year. So I think, you know, it's going to be putting your, your guys in the best position, best position to succeed and you know, relying on them to do the things that they do well, you know, not trying to say to, you know, guys to do something that maybe they're not as good at, you know, if they, if that makes sense, you know, trying to have guys in the best position to succeed. So I think that that's a great question, um, Alex, about that. Um, had another Bill O'Brien question from my dad. Um, his question was, uh, would Bill O'Brien be a possible successor 
to Bill Belichick when he retires. So, you know, I think it's a possibility if Bill O'Brien sticks around. You know, I think a lot of it is going to depend on what happens this year. You know, if O'Brien comes in, gets the most out of Mac Jones, and, you know, helps the Patriots back to the playoffs, say they win a playoff game, say they win two, you know, I think there could be something to be said for him wanting to stick around, you know, to stick with Mac Jones so that he can kind of get some consistency with the same coach because he's had three offenses. Or he will have three different offensive coordinators in three years. You know, and so I think you want to try to keep him around. And so I think if he stays around, you know, I think it's possible. You know, I think, in my opinion, Belichick's still coaching for at least a couple more years. But I think if Bill O'Brien, you know, sticks around through that period, then absolutely he could be a possible successor because he's been a head coach at this level. He's been a head coach at the college level, you know, has seen a lot of football. Now, yes, was his head coaching time in Houston not perfect? Absolutely. But I think had some success, got that team to the playoffs a couple times, if I'm not mistaken. So I think it's entirely possible. Um, But I think, you know, obviously he would have to stick around for the next couple of years uh, to be considered a successor. Um, then I got another similar question from my mom. Um, and so she wanted to know more broadly who could be potential successors to Bill Belichick when he decides to stop coaching. So, you know, Bill O'Brien, I think, is a possibility. Uh, Gerard Mayo, I think, is absolutely a possibility as well. You know, he's a guy very well-liked, well-respected in, on the team, in the organization. You know, I think that, for my money, he's probably the most logical choice to replace Bill Belichick. You know, that assumes that he sticks around. You know, I think, based on kind of what had happened this offseason, that the Patriots had, you know, given him a new contract or whatever it was, it seems to me that that makes it likely that they want him to stick around and they have him in the back of their heads as a succession plan, you know? So I think he's the most logical choice. Bill O'Brien, certainly, you know, I think Steve Belichick, maybe sure that that's going to go over well in the Boston media. Uh, He gets hired to be the new head coach, (laughs) Uh, but I think he's a logical candidate. You know, I think, can't really think of anyone else specifically, you know, maybe one of their position coaches, you know, DeMarcus Covington comes to mind. He's their defensive line coach, I believe, and was part of the um, coaching staff at the the Shrine Bowl. It was either the Shrine Bowl or the Senior Bowl, one of those, like, college all-star, like, draft prep games. Um, so I think, you know, someone like that could be an outside possibility. I do think the Patriots probably stay in-house, you know, when that happens, because I think that's the easiest way to continue to carry over what you were doing. You know, I think it's going to be more of, hey, 
kind of retirement and kind of moving to the next logical step, you know, assuming Bill Belichick is not straight up fired, you know, if he's fired, then I think the whole coaching staff, you know, kind of gets rearranged, but I don't think that that's going to happen. But I think, yes, I think Bill O'Brien, Steve Belichick, Gerard Mayo, Demarcus Covington, Troy Brown, you know, any of those guys, I think could be possible uh, successors. So now we're going to get into some more uh, team-specific questions. Um, so my older brother, Tyler, had a good question for me over the weekend. Um, and so he wants to know, does Mac Jones finish the season as the starting quarterback? Now, I think the easy answer for me is yes. You know, I think that he plays well enough to continue to be the starter. You know, I think that we'll see how he does with the Bill O'Brien offense. You know, I think at the worst, he does better than he than he did last year. You know, I think we're hoping that it's closer to his rookie numbers, if not a little bit better. You know, see if you can improve the touchdown numbers. You know, cut down the interceptions a little bit. But I think... I don't, I don't see Mac Jones having a bad enough season that he gets replaced based on his performance. I think if he does happen to not finish the season, it's because of an injury. You know, and you see Matt Corral, Bailey Zappi, Malik Cunningham getting looks at starting quarterback, but I don't think it's going to be performance-based. I just think that, you know, bringing in... A, a, a true offensive coordinator, a guy that Bill O'Brien or a guy that Mac Jones knows is, and is familiar with is going to help get more out of him. And I think obviously a lot's on Mac for him to make this work uh, because I think the Patriots kind of brought in this guy, Bill O'Brien, to get the most out of him. So it is on Mac. But I unless I think unless things get really bad, like let's say the offensive line is doing a bad job at protecting Mac and he's making a lot of ill-advised decisions. Could he get replaced? Absolutely. But I think until that happens, he's going to be the starter. You know, injuries obviously change it as we saw last year, but you know, I, I can't see him being replaced um, at any point this season. So I think he will finish the season as the, starting quarterback, I'd be surprised if we see any snaps for, you know, other quarterbacks, unless it's, you know, mop-up duty or kneel downs or things like that. But I don't think that Mac Jones would be taken out of the game for that sort of thing. You know, someone could be brought in for mop-up duty if Mac Jones has a bad game, but I think he does finish the season. Uh, so get into some other questions got a good question this morning uh from friend of the pod uh derek welch he's been on a couple times talking celtics but uh derek enjoys other sports as well so uh, his question was specific to this week um and so his question is if the patriots have any chance to beat the eagles what needs to happen on offense and defense for that to happen so Derek uh, kind of talked about that a little bit earlier this week. Um, but I think to start with the defense, um, you know, we got news last night that Jack Jones will likely miss a couple of weeks. So obviously that affects their secondary a little bit. But 
I think the biggest thing for the Patriots is, you know, getting good, getting a good push from their front seven, you know, not necessarily getting Jalen Hurts on the ground because that's going to be challenging, but I think getting good pressure to him, forcing him to make throws before he wants to make them, you know, doing a good job of containing him when he gets out of the pocket, you know, it's a lot to ask because he's one of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the league. And, you know, sometimes there are going to be a lot of plays on Sunday where you're kind of just going to throw your hands up and be like, there's really nothing you can do. Cause I think Jalen is that special of a player where it's like, you can do everything correct defensively and he still gets away and gets 16 yards on a QB, QB keeper, you know? So I think it's getting pressure, containing, not being discouraged when, you know, he makes a, a great play, you know, being able to kind of get to that next play. Um, very curious to see how they choose to match up with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. You know, I think Jonathan Jones may get the matchup for A.J. Brown, you know, but we'll see. You know, I think not getting beat over the top on defense is huge, you know, keeping things underneath, which I think in general the Patriots do a pretty good job of. Um, I think, you know, seeing as best you can limiting limiting the Eagles in the red zone, forcing them to kick field goals, Um and I think, you know, just in general, turnover battle is going to be huge. You're not going to win this game if you don't win the turnover battle, in my opinion. Um, I think offensively for the Patriots, it's keeping those long, sustained drives, you know, keeping your defense fresh, you know, having your offense on the field for a five, six, seven minute drive. See if you can do that more than once. You know, even if you're not getting a touchdown on a drive, you know, holding the ball for six minutes is huge. Giving your defense that time to be on the sideline and resting, I think, is huge. So I think offensively, you keep the bad decisions down. You try to be smart with the football. Doesn't mean being conservative. Sure, you can take some chances every once in a while, but I think knowing that you have that Eagles offense on the other side, that they can, you know, strike at any time, you may want to be little bit more careful with what you're trying to do but I think certainly take shots when they're there um, so I think you know controlling the clock may not be a bad idea you know I think that you have a pretty good one-two punch you know a lot's going to depend on the offensive line in this game so I think you know offensively taking advantage of those soft spots in coverage you know Mac Jones Bill O'Brien hopefully come up with a good game plan for the Patriots to be able to take advantage of soft spots in the Eagles coverage, you know, ways to combat their aggressive front, ways to combat their blitzes. You know, I think if Mac Jones and the Patriots can do a good job of, or Mac Jones in particular can do a good job of getting the ball out on blitzes or pressures, you know, I think taking advantage of an over-aggressive Philly D is something the Patriots can do. So it's not out of the realm of possibility for the Patriots to beat the Eagles, but I do think a lot's going to have to go right. You know, you're going to have to do a heck of a job containing Jalen Hurts as best you can, 
you know, being physical with their receivers as best you can. You know, I think red zone play on both sides is huge. You have to win the battle of the turnovers. You know, I would prefer you win the battle of, of possession. May not happen that way, but I think if the Patriots win the time of possession, win the turnover battle, you know, do better in the red zone, I think that they, they will win the game. Um, and I think it's not crazy. I think not a lot of people giving the Patriots a chance this week. And, you know, you could say rightfully so. The Eagles are they're defending NFC East champ, the NFC, defending NFC East and NFC champion. Um, but I think no team is unbeatable. You know, there's a reason why they go and play the game. So um, appreciate the question there. Um, so next question uh, comes from our friend of the pod, Evan Greasing. Um, and so he wants to know floor and ceiling predictions for uh, what the Patriots record is going to be. So basically floor means uh, worst case scenario. Ceiling means best case scenario. So because I'm, because we're that type of podcast, we're going to do good. The, we're going to do the good first. You know, people usually say bad news first, but we're going with uh, the good prediction. So best case scenario for this team is they win double digit games. You win 10 or 11 games. You get into the playoffs, you win a playoff game. Heck, maybe you win two. Weird things can happen, who knows. But I think best case scenario for this team, they win 11 games, they pull off an upset or two in some big games in the regular season. Let's say they beat the Eagles or the Chiefs, they get a win in one of those games. Patriots win 11 games. Let's say they, you know, tie for the division leader you know, or come in second place in the division, like a game behind the Bills, let's say. Let's say you get the top wild card seed. You know, let's say you get the fifth seed in the playoffs. You beat whatever that division winner is. And then, you know, let's say you match up against a big-time opponent like the Chiefs or the Bengals, and you beat them. You know, I think best case, they get to the AFC Championship. I think that is if everything breaks their way, um, you know, maybe injuries, maybe Mac Jones performs better than a lot of us think, you know, has a touchdown ratio of like three to one, something like that. You know, Ezekiel Elliott continues to, or Ezekiel Elliott turns back the clock, gets a thousand yards and double digit touchdowns. You know, Christian Gonzalez wins defensive rookie of the year. You know, Judon is in Defensive Player of the Year conversation, maybe even an MVP. Um, and, you know, I think that's best case scenario for this team. Um, I think worst case scenario, there's an injury. There's a major injury to one of your top players. You know, you continue to struggle in the red zone. You know, you have trouble matching up against the top offenses. You know, the defense, Christian Gonzalez doesn't respond the way we think. You know, maybe there's an outside distraction of something. You know, maybe there's a Jack Jones suspension and 
he doesn't play for a good portion of the season, you know, say maybe you have an injury in the receiver core, someone doesn't pop the way that you think. I think worst case scenario, this team is 7-10. and 10. I just think that you think about the 2020 team, the team in the pandemic with Cam Newton. That was probably, of the last 20 years, probably the worst Patriots team that we've ever seen. You know, worst roster, or weakest roster, really nothing, really no weapons, you know. But again, that team was 7-9. and nine. That team was the worst team that we've seen. 7-9. and nine. And, you know, Cam Newton maybe gave away a couple games at the end. And so I think to think that they'll be worse than that, I think is kind of a lot. But I think that 7-10, and 10, it's not crazy. Maybe there's an injury. The tough schedule gets to you, you know, and this season just doesn't go the way that you want. Mac Jones doesn't respond as well as you think. So um, I think that, you know, 7-10 and 10 is reasonable for their floor. You know, I think offensive line could be an issue too. But I really think that this team could be anywhere from seven wins to 11. You know, 11 is highly optimistic. Me personally, I think if you say lower than eight wins, I think you're being a little bit too pessimistic. But I think if you're saying over 10 wins, that's a little bit too optimistic for me. And I know that I'm typically an optimistic person when uh, it comes to these teams. But I think, you know, 11 and 6, AFC Championship birth, best case scenario. Worst case scenario, you're 7 and 10. You're in last place in the division. And, you know, this next offseason becomes all that more critical. Um, so I think, get to another question from, or my younger brother Carter actually had a bunch of questions. So his first question, projected record. Now, obviously that plays off perfectly what we just talked about, but I think projected record, I kind of go back and forth on nine and eight or 10 and seven, kind of going back and forth on this, but I think we're a positive, optimistic podcast. So I'm going to lean 10 and seven. I think they do better against this schedule than people think. I think they pull off a couple upsets in games that you don't think they're going to win. I do think they probably lose some games that you don't think they'll lose, as is kind of the, how this team goes sometimes. But 10-7, and seven, I think, is my uh, projected record. Um, projected place in the division. Now, this is hard. I do think that any, you know, 11-6, 10-7, maybe they go 9-8. You know, I think second or third, I can't really see them finishing last. I also can't really see them winning the division. Um, but I think if you're 10-7, and seven, that's a pretty good chance that you're second place, you know, second or third place, you know. The division is the division. I think it appears to be a lot tougher than people think. Um, but I think, or it's not as tough as people think. Um, and so I think you know, second or third place finish really wouldn't be all that crazy. You know, personally, I say second place. Um, I think Buffalo still wins the division, but I don't think the Jets are as good as people think. 
I think that much like the Patriots, they have a lot of questions at offensive line too. Um, I also think there's a lot more pressure on that team to perform than the Patriots. I also think there's a lot of pressure on the Dolphins to perform too. Um, you know, so yeah, I think sticking with that 10 and seven and second place in the division, let's say the Bills win the division at 12 and five. Um, Carter has two more questions. Um, so he wants to know how high is Mac Jones' ceiling. So I think if we think about Mac Jones in terms of the rest of his career, I think he has the potential to be kind of a lower tier top 10 quarterback. You know, I think that is, I think, already one of the more accurate passers in the league. You know, I think with the absolute best protection, you know, he can be a really good quarterback that can be smart and pick you apart. Obviously, he's in his third year. There's still a lot to, you know, there's still a lot to find out about who he is as a quarterback, you know, how he responds to big situations. So I think I could see him at one point in his career being like a top 10, top 12 quarterback, which is not the craziest thing in the world. Like that's not to say, oh, you can't win a Super Bowl with a guy like that. You absolutely can. Now, I don't know who in the NFL now is like a perfect or a good comparison. You know, some people say Kirk Cousins. I think people kind of say that in a negative way. Um, but I don't know who I'd really compare him to. Uh, but I think that if he's going to be the quarterback for the Patriots for, you know, the foreseeable future, being a top 10, top 12 quarterback is something you would take. You know, I think already he's close to being like a top half quarterback. So, you know, if you consider 16 out of 32, if he's 16th now, is he 14th now? Like, it's not crazy to think that he could be top 10 in a couple of years or top 12 or at the very top of his game be, you know, maybe the eighth best quarterback in the league. You know, so I think something like that, I think saying he would be top five at one point maybe is a little lofty, but, you know, he's a guy that has shown flashes and, you know, if he plays anywhere close to the level he did at Alabama, he could absolutely be a Super Bowl winning quarterback, you know, in the right situation. I'm not saying right now. Don't want anyone to get excited about me saying that, but I think, you know, he sticks with the Patriots year seven, year eight, you know, kind of the prime of his career. Where is he at? I could see him being top 10 or top 12. Um, Carter's last question, how will they split up Zeke and Ramondre's time in the backfield? So this is something that I'm very curious about because Ramondre obviously ran into the ground last year. I think at the beginning of training camp, the Patriots were smart, you know, not running him a lot in training camp, not playing him a lot in the preseason. You know, I think you may see more time for Zeke Elliott than you think. You know, I could see it being 60-40 in favor of Zeke, that the Patriots ride Zeke a lot. Um, it kind of depends, you know, how much, how many looks they get in the red zone. You know, if the Patriots are having... No trouble moving it between the 20s. Zeke may get more time in the red zone. I think he certainly will anyway. Um, but I think 
you know, I feel like it's cliche to say 50-50, but it's possible. I think you see Elliott a little bit more um, just because I think he's obviously, you know, a great runner, great at finding holes, is really good in pass protection, is also a great pass catching running back. And so I think could there come a time this season where the Patriots go through like a three or four game stretch where Zeke is getting more production than Ramondre? I think it's certainly possible uh, because the Patriots like guys that can do multiple things well. And it's not like Stevenson's a bad blocker, but I think Zeke has been doing this type of thing for his entire career. Um, and I think really the Patriots like guys that can be versatile. So I could see it being 60-40 in favor of Zeke, 55-45, something like that. You know, it's probably not going to be noticeable how much more they're using Zeke. You know, it'll probably be noticeable in the red zone, but I think they're going to use both guys a good amount. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting because Ramondre and Zeke, I think both have great receiving skills. You know, who do they use on passing downs? You know, I think you're going to use both of these guys unless there's an injury and you have to call up a Ty Montgomery or a Kevin Harris. Uh, but I think the Patriots riding with two tells you that they're going to be riding both of these guys quite a bit. So, uh, finally, got a great question from uh, our friend of the pod, Trenton Wright, who's been on once or twice. Uh, Trenton, as you may or may not know, is a big Eagles fan, uh, loves the Eagles, and so obviously this will be an interesting game for for him this weekend, watching the Eagles play the Patriots. So, <laughs> Trenton's question, what is the week one score prediction? So, it's a heck of a it's a heck of a question um, because I think it could go a variety of different ways. You know, if this is a defensive struggle, and you know both offenses have trouble, you know, getting a rhythm, which we kind of saw at times last night in the uh, Chiefs and Lions game. As both offenses, you know, I think took a little time to get going, but then had their issues, you know, in the second half, you know, some turnovers here and there. So I think that if it's a defensive struggle, maybe you see 21-17, something like that. You know, if it's high scoring, 34-28, something like that, but... I think we're going to see an in-between. I don't think the Patriots are allowing 30 points in this game. I think that the defense will do a good enough job um, because I think it's the first game of the season, and I think rarely you're going to see an offense that's going to be a finely tuned machine. So I think that that goes for the Eagles. I think just in general, it's the first game. You know, you're working out some kinks. You know, the Eagles, I think this year, have way more expectation than they did last year. You know, last year at this time going into the first week, I don't think people are looking at the Eagles and saying that's a, you know, Super Bowl team necessarily. You know, I think this year it's like, okay, we're looking for this team to go back to the Super Bowl considering how good they were last year, how close they got, and, you know, how similar their roster is. 
but I think you're going to see, I think both teams may struggle on offense a little bit, um, but I think the Patriots defense will do enough to keep this game within striking distance, you know, under 30 points. I think the Patriots could possibly get close to what the Eagles are going to do. I think the Patriots will be able to score a couple times in the red zone. Um, but I think it really comes down to turnovers. You know, who turns the ball over? Who makes a big mistake? You know, the special teams, I think, will come into play in this game as well. Um, I do think it's going to be close. I do think that it's going to be a game that people are going to look at and say, oh, okay, this Patriots team is much better than we think. Not necessarily saying the Patriots are going to win, but I think it will be a game that you look at and say, oh, okay, you know, you kind of see the vision for this team. I think that I'm picking the Eagles in this game. I think just to have a little bit more confidence in their offensive line and their offense. But I think it's going to be close. I think the Eagles win. I'm saying 27-21. Eagles are favored by four this week. So I take the Eagles on the over, but... I do happen to think it's going to be a one-possession game or, at worst, a 10-14 point game. But, yeah, I do like the Eagles. 27-21 is uh, what I think for Sunday. But I think we'll come out of this game saying, okay, you know, this is a Patriots team that we believe in. So, so I think, yeah, that's going to do it for the questions this week. I want to say thanks to everyone for uh, submitting questions. Be back with you on Monday. Talk about this Patriots-Eagles game. Um, look ahead to week two as the Patriots will host the Dolphins. So enjoy the first week, everyone. Enjoy uh, Patriots season. We'll be talking with you plenty about this uh, 2023 edition of the Patriots. Um, so everyone have a great weekend. Enjoy the football, and we will talk to you on Monday.